And I would think to myself, said I would think to myself, I would, I would say I, I don't think I could go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Advamero Podcast. It is I, Joseph Pinedo, sat here with, once again, Eric Whitman. Hola. Hola, man. Welcome back. Welcome back to the, uh, to the studio. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Thanks Absolutely. for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a <laughs> second time in the row. You just can't stay away, I guess. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it is really inviting. You make me a mean cup of coffee, dude. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And you always bring me kombucha as well. It's almost like this is a tradition now. This is the first time I brought you kombucha. No. Last time last you Last time had, I already you had. You provided it. Yeah. Last time I already had. Yeah. It. You provided it Dang, last dude. time. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with this uh, little tradition. Like once every month, you come on down, throw down some conversation and all that. I think right? it's cool, dude. It's, it's amazing, man. I love talking I think it's to you. Fun. I, love I talking. like talking to you too. I like talking. Period. Mm. So, what were we talking about inside the kitchen? I think it was. Uh, I was like, uh, being nice to people is inherently selfish, or doing anything in general is yeah. inherently yeah. selfish. Right? I do believe that. Yeah. I do believe that. That was that was a thought that it was just recently that I had adopted. Like I sat down and I was just thinking to myself and it just seemed as if anytime anyone ever wanted to speak to me for any reason, I was a little bit upset because it just seemed like they wanted something. It seemed like it was just a selfish thing. They don't really right. want to talk to me. They just want to talk to me for a specific reason. And then I thought I thought on that more and I was like, wait, the only time I fucking talk to anybody is for the same reason so it's kind of like you know you act the way and then it comes back to you the same way well you know i'm like there's a difference between being selfish and and uh doing something that makes you feel nice but also helps someone else and then there's a big difference between that and manipulating somebody yeah for your for strictly for your own personal gain and the other person gets nothing out of it so like i think sometimes people confuse the two like, or they make, they equate selfishness to manipulation, right. but they're like two different things. I would put manipulation on the more, e- not evil end of the scale, but the, uh, it's more malicious, the darker end of the scale. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like in high school and stuff, I'd manipulate like just theater people, you know, right. just because I was in there and, you know, you have like these, these groupies, so to speak, and yeah. fans and whatnot. And it was really, I wasn't like super fucking popular or anything, but most of the people that were inside the theater just had like this power, like the popular kids' power. Sure, you know. So we we would use that, and I, I peaked really early. <laughs> so yeah. nowadays, nowadays out of high school, I realize that it just doesn't. It doesn't. I'm still waiting to peak. Yeah. Still waiting. Oh, I peaked early. I could die. <laughs> inside, I'm like an 80 year old man now. It's coming. You know. Yeah. It's, it's coming. coming. <laughs> I'm holding it off. You know. I'm yeah. holding it off. Yeah. I'm just here to provide for others now. That, that's all I'm here for, yeah. and for myself. <laughs> How's that going? <laughs> Terrible. I can barely provide for myself, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I already peaked and I didn't wasn't even watching. Yeah, I wasn't even paying attention. I don't know. Like nothing ever got better than that. To be fair, <laughs> nothing ever got better than being inside musicals. Well, you know, uh, happiness is an illusion. It's, it's, true. it's a drug that we chase constantly, yeah. and it's like you probably had an extreme high. Yeah. Damn, dude! And now it's just never gonna get that good ever again. I'll be yeah. chasing it until I die. It's that, uh, it's that meth dragon, so to speak. Yeah, that's just constantly being, <laughs> you know, elusive. Yeah, bastard! <laughs> How dare it? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's got to be something that I haven't experienced. You know, like 
emotion wise. So yeah. I hold out hope. I hold out hope. There's a lot I haven't experienced. Like I like those uh I like those types of sports that are like high adrenaline inducing, yeah. you know? Like rock climbing, uh what skydiving, base jumping, yeah. you know, wingsuits and shit like that. I'd love to do that once in my life at least. Yeah, that would be cool. But I have no balls. I don't know. I want to that. win something <clears throat> that I've practiced for and that people are watching me win. Yeah. Like I have, I, I watch a lot of golf and I play a lot of golf as you know. Uh, and I just, one of the things that seems to me to be the most amazing feelings in life that I could feel would be walking up the 18th hole of a golf course with all of the fans around as I've like, I've already won it, you know, it's in the bag. I just got to go tap in a putt Yeah, and just like looking around and knowing that, you know, in the moment I'm the man. Yeah. Like that seems to be pretty chill that seems that'd be that'd be that'd be that's adrenaline inducing as well though isn't it right but you have to like maintain some kind of composure you know like the tournament's not over yeah yeah so if you get if you get too confident then you'll fuck up the putt and then that's it you just look like the world's biggest loser it's a fine it's a fine like razor's edge Mm -hmm. line between being accomplished right in something that you're doing and then just being a moron you see those videos on uh, on the internet and it's like a dude he's winning a race and he just stops he stops pedaling he fucks around with the crowd yep. and whatnot and this dude just zips right exactly. on past him and he just he looks like he has egg on his face you know right and he just goes no oh no yeah no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he crashes exactly <laughs> yeah i love that the front wheel just goes boom 90 and he just comes right over dude <laughs> it's so sad but it's so funny it's dude. so funny man it's so funny what do they call that what is that uh, uh, fail. uh oh no there's a word for that it's like um shit oh premature celebration premature celebration that's what it is and hubris that's the word i'm looking for hubris Crushing under the weight of your own hubris. Dude. Or to walk out on a stage to like 5,000 people that are there to see just you. Yeah. Like how nuts would that feel? That'd be fucking crazy. That's where I peaked, dude. But it wasn't even 5,000 people. It was like maybe 200. (laughs) (laughs) What would happen if I ever had a moment where I had 5,000 people? I would. That would never happen again. Yeah, your your body I'd would just myself, expel dude. all of the fluids inside. Yeah, it pretty much. Yeah, like like it was this morning. Dry fuck. up like a prune. <laughs> <laughs> right after the show. Right after the show, I get back to my uh, trailer, and then I just turn into an ooze. Yeah. Oh my god, he killed himself. <laughs> he turned into an ooze. Yeah, that'd be so nuts, man. That'd be so nuts. I wouldn't be able to handle it. I can't wait to see what it's like. Yeah, neither can I, to be honest with you. It's scary, but at the same time, it's it's something that needs to happen. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I want to turn into that ooze and then like like a phoenix rise, rise from it. That kind of yeah. thing. Would so would the ooze be like <laughs> your, that's just where you rest? It's like until a, it's you're like ready a, to go again. Yeah, it's like a metamorphosis thing. Like a <laughs> uh, what is it, like a butterfly, you know? It's your holding state. You go into the cocoon and then and then you rearrange your entire being and <laughs> rise from it. It's like, all right, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you look so moist? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You wouldn't understand. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's a silly thought. 
It's a silly thought. I feel the same way for uh, the way that you feel for golf. Uh, same way in chess. I want to get really, really fucking good at chess. I was looking up what it takes to like be a GM because apparently there's like chess grandmasters mm-hmm. everywhere. Like there are a dime a dozen, and you have to win like I think it's like five or six uh, like championships that are licensed and shit. And then you can apply to be uh, it's like three steps lower than a GM, and then you just keep doing that until you mm-hmm. become a GM. I want to do that. Like that's like a five ten year goal That'd be for cool. me. Yeah, I just love to have that title. Hey, I'm a grandmaster in chess. It's 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 wild, right? Like you meet someone, you wouldn't like think that they'd be a grandmaster in chess, and most of them are highly intelligent people. Like they they just the way that they talk, you know, they're very open minded. They're yeah. you know very easy to be around, and whenever they're teaching chess, like they make jokes and stuff. Like when I think of a grandmaster of chess, I think of like an old Russian dude. Just right. sitting there, like super quiet, arms crossed, just. Mm. Hey, Boris, how are you doing? Mm, mm. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Do you know who Josh Waitskin is? No. So he's like a chess <laughs> prodigy. He's the guy that um, the movie Bobby F- Searching for Bobby Fisher was kind of based off. of. Okay, I know he, who Bobby Fisher is. Yeah. He, uh, but he, you know, he's like a black belt in martial arts. He's an investor in like Silicon Valley. He yeah. writes books and is just like this super kind of well-rounded guy he's pretty cool but he's just like uh you know one of the best chess prodigies and players ever yeah and he's kind of exactly what you're talking about there's a guy named uh magnus and he looks like such a douchebag he's like the he's like the poster boy right now for uh for chess currently <laughs> and he's the exact opposite of that scale right like most of them are really outgoing type people but this guy is he's a jerk like <laughs> Like people will talk to him. It's like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds just like that. Are there any like bad boys in chess? <clears throat> I guess he would be the closest thing to a bad boy. There's also a guy named Nakamura, and he's like a step below uh, Magnus, Asian dude. And he, he, yeah, I guess he's probably he fits more of the bad boy role than Magnus does. Magnus kind of comes off as I don't know what you'd call that, like. He comes off as like a high elf in in fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. He comes off as like a little bit pious, you know. His his intelligence, his ego is far beyond everything. He, like he's above. He feels that he is above everyone. Nakamura though is like that quiet, like ninja esque type like dude. Yeah, I like but that. I like more. a mix of both. <clears throat> I don't like I don't like too much bravado usually. Like if if there's people that are inside of a sport like combat sports and stuff, I don't mm. like uh McConnor, Conor McGregor, sorry. Yeah, no, he's a turd. <clears throat> there's just too much he's just for what, you know? Like you come off as such a prick and you just are a prick and he it's was really cool at hard first. To, yeah, it was much. cute at first, you know? It was cute at yeah. first. But then after it just kept going and it was like, stop, bro. Yeah, just like stop. Recently, he smacked some old guy in a bar. Yeah, it's like, like for uh, what, bro? You know, now it's yeah, no, I'm it doesn't make any fucking I don't sense. Give a shit about him anymore. My favorite MMA person was probably Ronda Rousey, but then she kind of like did. The she same. was the same way. Yeah, you know, she, she kind of did the same, same thing towards the end of her uh, towards the end of her career. Yeah. It was the same exact thing, and then she got slapped down, and we never saw her again. Oh yeah, because <laughs> she realized she wasn't as good. You know, yeah. it was just that she was the best with all of the the women's talent that was out. Yeah, exactly. But now, once the women's talent caught up with her, you realize she was one-dimensional. And oh, she, yeah, dude. Definitely. She's gone. She, I mean, she was a great fighter, though. She was a she fantastic was good at fighter. Judo. Yeah. Yeah, she was good at that grappling and whatnot. Yeah. But, <clears throat> I don't know. Once that lady came out, dude, little Spanish girl just oh, knocked yeah, the lights out, and that was it. 
That was it. Yeah. And then she went to WWE for a while. Well, Holly Holm beat her first. Holly Holm, is, she's just like all-American white girl. Yeah. Yeah, blonde hair, tall, kickboxer. Yeah. Kicked her in the head and knocked her out. <laughs> and then the next one was Amanda Nunez. Yeah. The, yeah. The that was a fight that I, yeah, that was a fight that I had seen. And that was just brutal to watch, dude. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was awesome. brutal. <laughs> it was awesome. It was a short fight, too. <clears throat> if you could... If you could be like the best athlete at any sport, what do you think it would be? Like, what would you want to play? Oh damn! At any sport, the best athlete, like a physical sport. Mm-hmm. I'd probably probably fencing. I used to fence when I was a kid. <clears throat> That's not. Or maybe like kendo as well. Kendo fencing. would be cool too. Um. There's like a there's like a new rising martial arts for like medieval combat and stuff like that. Oh yeah, where they use uh, two handers and things like that. Yeah, I think I'd be really good at that because that's like the only like I guess like sport that I really would know how to do right, and I would have a passion for would be things like that. Um, when I was in middle school, I played a lot of football, but I fell out of that and went into theater. So I don't know. I like tennis. I think tennis would be cool because it's like a singular sport. Yeah. And it's like, it kind of mimics a sword fighting or something in a way, you know, you've got a sort of, yeah. The tempo of it, I, I could, I could assume, but I like that it's one-on-one. You have nobody yeah. else to blame. That's what I like about fencing as well. That's what I yeah. like about sword play as well is that it's a one-on-one type of thing. That's why I like chess as well. Cause it's just, it, you sit down and you try and best the other person, you know? Right. And there's a lot of strategy that goes into tennis, I'm sure, you know, like how high you want to hit it, how fast you want to hit it. Do you want it to be a Yeah, and it shot, all happens really shot. fast. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't play a lot of tennis. <clears throat> right. It'd be cool if I did. Yeah. Like, I like, I like even chess games because most of them are timed, the ones that I played. And like five-minute games, uh, each person has five minutes total to make all their moves and whatnot. It becomes like that, like a really high-stress situation where you need to formulate a defense and an attacking position within that five minutes while the other person is doing the same thing. And that shit gets me sweating sometimes. I, oh, yeah. yeah. It gets me really, really, like, pumped. And I think uh, I was researching not too long ago, like, they put uh, heart monitors and stuff onto, like, you know, uh, championship games, like, going mm-hmm. for the gold and whatnot, and their heart rates are just, like, jumping up sometimes. All the way to like was like a hundred and sure. ten hundred and five like BPM and shit for sure. And some people, <clears throat> they found out that some people have uh, like certain play styles, and you can tell that by how their heart reacts to high stress situations. Uh, the more like analytical players, they would like be steady at like sixty around like sixty to eighty BPM, right? Whereas like the really aggressive players that are that are like looking for the fastest way to get in and out. Mm-hmm. They jump all the way up to like 130, 140, you know, just sitting there. Thinking, Is that, just do you think maybe it's because like the more analytical players have, they've gone over in their mind all of the different scenarios yeah. so many times that they're comfortable knowing exactly what they're going to do. That's, and the aggressive players have, they're not quite as thought out. So they right. know that like, you know, I don't know, they're just... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that entirely. Like the more like... Uh, what would you call it? Analytical players would obviously be more comfortable in that situation because that's how they react to it, you know? Right. Like, they've studied this for, like, ages. More aggressive players have done the same thing, 
but they go out and do like wild shit, you know? Right. They don't do like calculated moves, they do risky moves. The risk is yeah, higher. The risk is higher for them, and that's how they play. That makes sense to me. Yeah. And that they're they're I'm assuming that they would be wanting the intellectual, like analytical player to break. They would want him to get more uh more hyped up, right? More worried right. because then he'd make stupider decisions. And how do you think you do that? Do you show him oh, man. Uh, show him a situation that he didn't think he would see? Yeah. Or hasn't go- ha- hasn't recognized. Like something that moment. comes off as like an inaccuracy, you know? Yeah, it's like, like I've been in this movie like compute. Exactly. What the fuck? This is crazy and then blue screen of death and you have to yeah. restart him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's actually going back to what we were saying about uh, uh magnus and nakamura like magnus is an intellectual you know player sure uh, nakamura is is very aggressive you know so well, by the way you described them it seems like it would have been the other way around right definitely definitely huh oh well maybe that's why because nakamura is nakamura's, so cocky yeah Nakamura's like like well magnus is really really cocky but he's cocky because he's like the poster boy he's the analytical one you know uh, he's he's like the chess master he's on right. all the fucking ads and shit like that nakamura's like that that underdog like right below him he lives in that shadow mm-hmm. but he's an aggressive fucking player really aggressive and so whenever they're like playing with each other and they're both like really concentrated and then nakamura will be super quiet and he'll move a piece and then magnus goes his head just shakes and you can feel his brain rattling yeah. around in there and stuff it's a it's a treasure to see dude. just it's throw him off a, his game exactly just enough that he makes a mistake exactly yeah that's cool it's so cool to watch him play if chess. you could if so like say if you had the opportunity if you're granted the wish to be the best chess player that's ever lived oh. but you're unable to have a conversation with a person or you could be like the tenth best player that's ever lived, but you were a cool person and you got no recognition or not really any recognition for your chess skills in the chess world. But like, Shit. I'd go, I'd go tenth best player, dude. I like talking yeah. to people too much. There's Me no too. way. I mean, Me too. <laughs> the latter is basically being like some weird savant that drools on yep. himself. Yep. <laughs> there's Rain no man. joy. Yeah, there's no joy in that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Chess. Chess. Can we converse through chess? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just drooling on yourself and shit. Yeah. But 10th best? I don't know. Because if I'm the 10th best, right? And I'm assuming that I can't get any higher than that. I have to stay at the 10th best. It's the best that I can do. Like, I could teach other kids to play chess, you know? I could teach other people to play chess, make some money off of that. That'd be yeah. fucking great. And That'd I'd also cool. still get to talk. I'd be a GM as well because I'm the 10th best and there's way more people that are below me. So I'm still winning. Right. I'm still in that high percentile. You how know? long does it take to be a uh, GM? I'm, I think it was like, I think it was like yeah, grandmaster. It was like four to six years or something like that. And there's like other types of masters. It's like international masters, like local masters and shit like that. But I think GM is the highest. <clears throat> that would be pretty neat. It yeah, sounds dude. like a very racist title to have. Is it? Grandmaster. Grand as long as it's not Grand Wizard, I think it should yeah. be fine. That's, sorry, that's the highest. <laughs> <laughs> Grand Wizard. <laughs> You're really good at chess, but you only like your race. Here, put this hood on. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm not very good at chess, not good at checkers, but I don't ever play them. Maybe I could be good if I played them. I mean, I, the only time that I played, I played for like maybe two months, I want to say. I started with uh, 
with Amber and we would go over to Jesse's corner bar and we would play and just drink and play. And it was, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to, how do I put this? When I was a kid, it was boring as fuck, but as an adult, it's a lot more fun to, it's a lot more fun to like organize and de-stress. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what stress, or that's what chess does for me is it gives me a moment to like sit down and do something that makes sense. You know, it's always going to go the same exact way. Any move that I make is obviously going to create either an opening right. or a defense for me. And so it's kind of a cathartic experience playing chess for me. Sure. Um, well, I think anything that yeah. brings you out of the stresses of our yeah. everyday life is definitely going to be cathartic, like whatever that activity is. Of course. Like it used to be video games, but I haven't played video games in ages. I've genuinely just been playing fucking chess and writing. Right. That's what I've been doing now. I can feel myself like getting older too, but I kind of feel like a badass because I play chess. And also like noticing that there's like a bunch of other people at work that I didn't even know fucking play chess and they're really good at chess, you know? It's like having that little community come together. You know? Chess is definitely one of those <clears throat> things that people get a little bit of buzz from saying they do. Oh yeah, like, you play chess? I play chess. Yeah, exactly. I play chess. You don't notice it either because like they're pretty much quiet people as yeah. far as like chess isn't like one of those badass fucking sports that you yeah. can play. You know? Yeah, but you know, I mean, that's universally looked at as like you know, it's an intellectual. It's a, thing. It's a highbrow game. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. If, if you, it can be surprising. You would play chess. Wow. Yeah, right. Wow. That's how I get the ladies, dude. <laughs> I'm still working on that. <laughs> That's how I get the ladies. You play chess? Mm-hmm. I'm grandmaster. I'm trying to come up with my gimmick. I'm a grandmaster. <sighs> and then I cross my legs like that in every chair that I sit in. <laughs> yeah, you should have a pipe. Yeah, there we like go. A smoking pipe. There we go. She walks in. I know what you're thinking. Yes, I play chess. She's like, I wasn't thinking about that. Still attractive, though. Interesting. I like how like simple... But also complex the game is. Isn't that crazy, though? That's pretty cool. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I think there's, like, nearly an infinite amount of ways that a game could go as well. Like, they create computers and shit that go through every single algorithm for every move. What is the best move and things Mm -hmm. like that. It's insane, dude. It's crazy. Simple game. Really complicated. And just like everything else, it can be, like, analogous to life. Yeah, yeah. That's every, a part of the... Every, you can draw a parallel to life from everything in chess oh, yeah. especially. Chess it's especially. It's simple, but it's also complex. And it also like makes it easier to make decisions. And It's funny to bring that up because it makes it easier to make decisions in my life as well because I just think about it as if it were a chess game. You know, If I do this, yeah. what does that open me up to? You know, mm-hmm. what What is the caveat to anyone's actions and shit? And it also kind of helps me be a little bit more humble because there is no right answer to everything that comes at you in life right you know no matter what you do something can come and bite you you know it's funny you brought that up yeah yeah definitely. Well, I, that's just definitely. how that's how my mind works i think yeah. about it you know i think about like i always look at the parallels from everything to like the game of life yeah know? you can depending if you choose the right opponent you can win it in two moves <laughs> or if not yeah, you'll yeah. be playing for three days and nobody wins exactly that's why i like playing with uh brian so much not hispanic brian but uh brian that's in front of house with us playing with him we've been playing a game for i want to say like two three weeks now and it is genuinely the like best game that i've ever played and i love just staring at that fucking board and going damn 
what's Brian going to do? Because I know Brian, you know what I mean? And you almost like draw uh, inferences from a person while playing the game. Like, I th- I'm pretty sure he's going to do this. And he does the same thing for me. He'll be like, you're going to lose, dude. And I'll be like, maybe, I don't know. He knows I might do this, so I have to do something entirely fucking different. Got to make him do the Magnus, whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but what would be awesome is you guys are in this game and you've been doing it, but like you get what somebody, there's somebody out there that could come look at the board and be like, dude, just do this. Exactly, like, yeah, yeah. Do anything. Of course. And it's like you're <laughs> looking at the same board, but you see two completely different Exactly, things. dude, exactly. I think that's amazing. It's the difference. It's the difference between like playing like a five minute game real fast with each other and playing a game that takes as long as that one has, you know, because we are concentrated since like move one all the way to where it gets down to the wire. You know, you're down pieces. He's down pieces. And there's like very specific moves that need to be made. But if you overthink it, just like in life, you're going to make inefficient decisions, you know? Yeah. And that's how that's how it's been working out for us currently. But in five ten minute games, you just make stupid decisions, and then everything kind of does. You have to pick yourself back up from your dumbness. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should take up chess. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's like a it's it's a free app that we use, and you know, you start like a one move a day type thing mm-hmm. with everyone else. I'll give you all their usernames and shit as well. I think you dig it, dude. It's fun. It's so fun. Yeah, it does seem cool. It's so fucking cool. And then, like, just, like, the fun shit talk that happens, like, the banter and stuff that happens back at work. Like, sometimes I won't even talk to fucking Brian just because I'm like, you fucking prick, dude. I can't stand you right now. I think I would rather play on just, like, a physical board, though. I do, yeah, I enjoy playing it on a physical board. I try to be on my phone as little as as humanly possible. Yeah. If I didn't, I mean, if I didn't use it to record my podcast... I would really try to be on it like never. Yeah. I would go back to my flip phone, but I don't have a computer, so it's my only way of to like access recording the my podcast. Yeah, definitely. Once I get yeah. a computer, which I don't know, who knows when that'll be, then I will go back to my flip phone because I miss that. Yeah. That's why I don't really have, I've never had like a super expensive phone because after I dumped a bunch of money on a computer, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no point for no point. me to have, have that. And at the same time, whenever my phone goes out of service, I'll just leave it out of service for like, I don't know, two weeks, yeah. three weeks. There's no point for me. There's no point for me to have it other than to get calls, but I can get calls on here. You know, if I'm out and about, I don't want to be bothered anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate being constantly connected to people. I can't stand it. No, at all. You I really both. can't do You and me both. It's not natural. There's no way to get away, dude. You know, and it was yeah. really bad. I've probably been that way since high school, I would say. It was really bad because like when I first started at, at the place that we work at, like, just getting called in, like, every day that I was off. And I was like, dude, fuck off. Like, no. I've never been called in this much ever. And so mm-hmm. my phone died. Just leave it. Leave it go. Don't get calls from anybody. Able to, like, go out. Enjoy my time. Don't have to worry about someone going, hey, man, you want to fucking hang out? No, I don't want to hang out, dude. I'm already hanging out with me, you know? Get out of here. I feel like it crushes my imagination. Mm-hmm. Constantly pumping, like, that weird abundance of shit entertainment and, and yeah. stimula from the screens there's too much of it there's way too fucking much of it and there's no way to escape it either as soon as you open up google there's always gonna be like an ad there for some fucking mm-hmm. shit and it there's just too much going on right now you know what <laughs> i mean there's just way too much shit that's happening i know man the I only know. tv i, I mean, watch it's pretty cool but 
Because, like, it is what it is. Like, it's the world we live in. So, I, yeah. I don't really want to go around hating it and just always, like, being like, oh, look at this bullshit. But, like, it, most of it is, though. It's not the stuff that's bullshit. It's people's inability to control themselves. That's right? what's bullshit. You okay? So you're not you're not blaming the stuff that's there. You're blaming the people. It's like blame, that's like blaming a gun for a school shooting. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. I think the root of the issue is that the internet came into existence. No, the root of it is that like <clears throat> you know people just go down this path of not controlling themselves. Right. The I mean that's ultimately what it boils down to. People don't control themselves. Like you can have all the stuff. You can have all the stuff, but you got to understand what's important. Right. And you got to be able to pull pull away. But it's like, I mean, you know, alcohol, like we're humans are addictive creatures. We get addicted to something. Everybody is addicted to something. Yeah. Whether it be alcohol or food or porn or video games or relationships. Let's be fair. Porn's okay. (laughs) Porn's all right, dude. (laughs) Yeah, everything's okay. I think everything's okay. Yeah. Like everything's okay, but. I'm just thinking about like the quality, the quality of life, right? Yeah. I I hate that I hate that on the internet, on TV, like in movies and shit, it just seems like the same thing coming out, just reskinned a different way. Oh yeah, you know? everything's derivative and music as well. It just, it just seems like there's a massive bell curve of what things are, and if it falls anywhere within that crest, it's the same as everything else, you know. And everything that is 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 outside of that normalcy that we're used to is forgotten. It's lost. Well, no imagine, one really cares about it. It's not considered pop. You know what I mean? Imagine if we required more from our music, right? Like we do from our technology, right? Like so, the new iPhone comes out, but it's really just like the last iPhone. Yeah, and people get fucking outraged. Yeah, dude. But yet. The same songs come out over a five-year span. They sound exactly alike. Yes. And nobody gives a shit. They're like, oh, this new song sounds amazing. Or you get the superhero movies that are the best top movies in the world, but they're all fucking identical. Yeah. And nobody, nobody's like, this is shit. Yeah. Why why are we doing this? Like, nobody requires more from their art anymore. Right. And art is what, like, changes perspective. Yeah. I mean, art, art is supposed to be able to change a person's emotional state. That is what art was for. It's right. for inspiration. It's for like unlocking emotions, that type of thing. That's what an artist does. That's what an actor does. That's what all that shit is yes. about, is, is manipulating emotions. That's what art is. It doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't fucking happen. Because we don't require it. We don't need it, I guess. But why don't we need it? Well, we do need it. Well, why aren't we getting it then? How come, how come we're able to accept art for the way that it has been coming out, if it doesn't fill the need that it did before, what is the, filling is, and and what is filling that that void now? Comfort, really complacency. Then comfort. That's it. Our lives are so simple. You <clears throat> just wake up, you go to your shitty job, right, and then you come home and you get drugged by all these things, right, and they take you out of your shittiness, and then you just go back to it. It's comfort. Everything's comfortable. Everything's comfortable. Everything tastes good. Everything is really interesting to look at and see and visually stimulating. Right. So like everything is comforting. Everything. So it's like there's no, (laughs) there's no need to be hard. There's no need to look at something and go, that that doesn't move me. I I don't want that. Damn. Everything reaffirms 
where we already are and we're comfortable. It's like new, cushy, it's like cushy lifestyle. Type new shit. things, new things cause you to question your reality. Is that good? Do I like that? But that takes effort. Yeah. And effort it also takes you out of your comfort zone. Effort so takes you out of your comfort zone. It would also breed a type of closed mindedness as well. Which is because where we when live. you, yeah, yeah. Because once you've been living in that for so long and you become comfortable and you despise change, you despise difference. Yeah. It's probably where like bigotry comes from as well, I would oh, yeah. say. Fuck it. Like a, like a cultural uh, uh, complacency, yeah. you know? Like a cultural comfort. Instead of being able to. <clears throat> take cultures from all the way around you just kind of mm-hmm. need this one and you you assume that it's the best as well because you've been raised with it fuck like, i'm not shitting it's a on sad, it is a sad state of affairs though well it's just what it is this, yeah. everything is beautiful the yeah. way it is right everything is beautiful yeah I, I can agree with it. even like the shittiest thing that has ever happened in my lifetime is it's still beautiful you know that it happened people got over it you know it made yeah. community stronger it's like i think 9-11 was probably the largest bad thing that has happened to our, the country we live in, right? But think about the time shortly after 9-11. How, how many American flags did you see hanging out of the windows of cars? People exactly riding around point. honking their horns. Yeah. USA, everything, USA. Everything came together. Nothing you brought know? our country together in my lifetime. Yeah. Like 9-11. Yeah. But that's just, we live in a duality. Right. Like, that's just how it goes. It's, it fucking goes right back to chess, dude, you know? Yeah. Cause and effect, it just fucking happens. White and black pieces. Exactly the point. Exactly the point. But we're both the white and black pieces, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn, we're so smart, dude. Dude, we are fucking genius. <laughs> we're so smart, man. <laughs> we're drinking coffee and kombucha, yeah. sitting inside lovely chairs. Microphones on these... Setting the, world, uh, setting the world, setting the world to rights. Us, yeah, guys, man. Dude. Come press your brain up against my massive intellect. Beat it, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> we just solved all of the world's problems. problems yeah. In what? Thirty-eight minutes. We did it. Shh. You guys got nothing on this. Get the fuck out of here. It just happens, you know. That's why I only get Eric over here because he's the only person who can match my massive intellect. That's right. Yeah. That's right. My pulsing brain. <laughs> My aching cerebr- cerebral cortex. All that great stuff. Anybody listening to this, just know and take comfort in. You'll never no, be don't as, take comfort. You'll never be as smart as us. You will never know the challenge of dealing with these enormous brains. Yeah. Definitely make moves to try and get a bigger brain, but don't. Yep. But do. We got like triple D titty brains. Triple D titty. There's <laughs> 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 no B cups gotta here. Wear, gotta wear a bra on my head just to contain it all. I need to wear earplugs as well because it seeps out of my ears. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. Yeah. Do you think that... What do you think like the, the largest shift in american culture is going to be like we talked we talked at like some length about this new generation might be new generation of kids might be the first generation that we see that raises themselves right oh yeah yeah and that and that them like growing up that way would completely undermine and flip the whole cultural thing you know the nuclear family wouldn't exist anymore after that point it kind of already doesn't. 
Other than yeah. just to share a shelter. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot more people now that are my age that just don't want kids. And same for like people your age. They mm-hmm. just don't want any children. They don't want to do that thing that you're expected to do, you know, through life because you've been told that you wanted to do. Right. Everyone's a free thinker now. And of course, everyone feels like their opinion is, is the best opinion as well. Yes. Which I feel is why, which I feel is why this is happening. That's, that's the part of the cultural change. That's a part of like, I want to say the country just changing right then and there. The older views, the more archaic views, like caveman type of beliefs and stuff is dying out. And that's really interesting to see. But what do you think is going to fill that gap? Oh, man. I, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I have no idea. I think, I don't think our perspectives are all that different, honestly. Right. I think, um, like I said before, I think things are going actually backwards. Where, really? Yeah. Where younger people are becoming, they're becoming more independent in a way, but they are less courageous. Okay. Like, you know, they're less hardy. Like if you take away a young person's technology and they're fucked. Yeah. So like to me, that doesn't scream independence. That just, that screams dependence on something different. Yeah. Um, I think the only perspective change we're going to have in this country is another 9-11 or a war. Right. Because we are too um, fortunate. Yeah, to not, to not be living We've never felt times. war. Yeah. We've never felt true hard times in our country. Like, yeah. We've never felt a real famine. You know, I mean, they did during the Great Depression, but, you know, I wasn't alive then. And yeah. Like, every generation seems to have something. Some sort of, like, massive uprising or... Yeah. You know, I don't know, dude. I, I think it all just, who, I don't fucking know, dude. Sometimes I think that these things happen and it, it takes something catastrophic to yeah. reunify. To see where everyone is at with each other. Yeah. Well, to, to understand that we all do need each other mm-hmm. and that we're not as different. We're not as separate as we all think we are. Yeah. That we all do have similar thoughts and ideas. But, you know, as life goes on, we just, we move away from each other. We separate and we, we get inside our, of our own realities. And, and like now, young, older people don't know how to connect with younger people. Right. Because, but they're all like caught up on the same bullshit. It's like older people are on their phone. Dude, I was just at brunch with my friend earlier. We were sitting there having a conversation and the 65-year-old guy next to me is just sitting there watching YouTube videos of like <laughs> dominoes falling down and bullshit. You know, it's the same thing that young people are doing. So I think we're all doing the same things and then saying you don't understand each other. Yeah, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like I feel like we're all pretty equal nowadays. Still fucking strange, though. Oh, dude, it's totally strange. Everything's strange. That's the strange. fact that I'm breathing and looking at you right now is yeah. strange as fuck. Dude. Isn't that weird? Like, it's all I don't even strange. like you, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like me either, dude. <laughs> I don't like me either. I hang out with you so that I can like myself more. That's what most people do. Yeah. Most people are right there with you, dude. <laughs> I'm cool playing that part. I'm cool playing that part. 
I only cry myself to sleep like one day a week now. What? That's not bad, dude. It's not bad at all. Killing the game. I only do like once a day. Killing the game. It's great. Fuck, killing the game. (laughs) (laughs) I got to put plastic coverings on my pillows before I go to bed, dude. But I got to make sure that I don't lie face down because I'll drown myself. Not that I don't do that anyways. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think the real key is just not getting caught up on society's problems. Not for me, not getting caught up on your problems or my neighbor's problems or China's problems. It's to get caught up on my problems. What am I going to do to fix it? And also fixing them. Yeah, definitely. Putting my focus there. I can't really, I can't really say that I enjoy anyone that, you know, has some issues going on with their life and that affects their way of interacting with other people. You know what I mean? Like everyone has some shit that's going on and just because it's, it's, it's upsetting you doesn't mean you have to be a dick to everybody else. You don't have to put yourself through that. It takes a lot of effort to do that, to be a, basically an asshole. That Mm -hmm. takes effort, dude. Way too much effort. And instead of doing that, you could be using that effort into fixing yourself so you don't have to be that way. Yeah. I don't really know many people like that, but whenever I do, it kind of fucks with me. Like, I feel really bad for people that allow yeah. their allow their issues to spill over into, into other people's lives. You it's know? hard to be vulnerable. It is hard to be vulnerable. It's hard, and it, it's, for some reason, mm-hmm. it feels easier to just... To, <laughs> I don't know. Everybody wants to be perfect. Yeah. Like everybody wants to like everyone wants to do the problem, right thing. You know? That's what it is. Everyone wants yeah. to do the right thing. They're afraid of making mistakes, right? Yeah. Like just recently, like in my life, like being single, and I was asking you a lot about it because I had comfort in you giving me direction to what I should do. But well, you then, know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. If I feel of like course. you're being dumb, I'm gonna tell you, hey, precisely do the it. point. But I think you're being a yeah, little dumb. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and what was it? It was it was not to get into a relationship so soon, just being yourself, right? And I I, I took that and I was like, yeah, that that's what I should do. But then in my head, I'm like, that's not what I want to fucking do, though. Yeah, yeah. And so I completely go against that. And the only reason that I I like I take that advice in is because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's like that feeling of being lost and that feeling of uh, of. Uh, not even being alone because I got over that pretty quickly and I'm, I've been doing like a lot of stuff to not feel that sure. way. But with that gone, it was like I still need to have someone there. It's like my brain's wired that way, you know? And, well, you got to make sure you're yeah. not tricking yourself too. Exactly the point. Like we trick ourselves. Yes, definitely. And it, that's, that's another thing is I want to do the right thing, right? But I also want to feel good while doing it. So it's just kind of one of those risks that I gladly take in my life. And I always yeah, have, dude. just because I, I need to. Like, I need that shit in my life. I love having someone to build with, because I've never not been with someone building something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And not just in, like, relationships like that. Like, shit, Dutch and I on the podcast, you know? I wouldn't want to do that myself. And so when he, had, he, when he had left the podcast, I had to really pick myself up and continue doing it, you know? But I was before that. I was trying to find like another co-host. I remember talking to you at some length about that as well. Like I need someone else there because I don't want to do it alone. And it's just getting over that. It's been a large, uh, growing aspect for me. But it comes back to what I was saying. But everyone wants to do the right thing. No one wants to fuck up and waste their time trying to do the right thing. They want direction. Most people yeah. want direction because they can't. They can't do it themselves. And I refuse to be that kind of person after so long. You know, there's no way I can do that at all. And if one person's not able to lead themselves, 
then what would make another person want to be with them? You know what I mean? Yeah, would, no, you're absolutely yeah, right, dude. You're absolutely being able right. being able to to self propagate, I suppose, right? If that's if that's the term of phrase I'm looking for, is probably the most attractive thing for other people to want to be your friend, to want to you know be a part of that close knit group, your family. Well, who are the most attractive people? Are like free people. Yeah, but they're also the most difficult to be with. Yeah, probably because they're so. I don't want to say animalistic, but it's like a it's like a primal thing. It, it's like it's like they want to suck as much out of life that they can. So their needs are their number one priority, mm-hmm. and it's hard to be with someone. It comes off as selfish, you know. Back to what we were saying about that, it comes off as entirely selfish. A person doing exactly as they please every moment of the day. Yeah. I want to be one of those people because it feels good to be able to satiate my desires without having to worry about anybody else. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to be with anyone in a professional standard and an emotional standard, then I should be able to do exactly as I want and it shouldn't matter. Right. It really shouldn't matter. It, that, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're hard to fucking be with. It's hard to be with people like that. But man, you know, there's no right or wrong way to that's, live, that's, to live yeah, life. Of course. I don't necessarily believe in right and wrong. Yeah. I, like life is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But if you have a place that you want to get to, if you yeah. have a goal in mind, if you have a person that you envision yourself being, we have to remember that just like chess, we are the white and the black piece. Of course. So we constantly have a person, have a side of us that's pulling us to comfort. Mm-hmm. And we find comfort in companionship, mm-hmm. in entertainment, in drugs, yep. in these things. And we find discomfort in getting out, like in sitting alone in a room with a pen and a paper, yeah. sitting alone in a room in front of a microphone, sitting alone in a room with a book, yeah. lis- listening to the, or reading the wisdom of uh, a higher thinker from years past. We find discomfort in sitting alone in silence with nothing. You know, but that's where the growth is. The growth isn't with the black piece yeah. that's pulling us to the comfort it's with the white that's piece. Easy. Yeah. The growth is with the white piece that's telling you, don't go do this. Go sit by your fucking self in silence and figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. Take your but fucking time. But we have time. both, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. We just got to figure out which one's talking to us at yeah. which which moment and whether or not we're going to follow it. Yeah. And you know, there's nothing wrong with following the fucking black piece. Of course not. You know, you what? have we to all sometimes. Get to the same place you have at to the sometimes. End. Yeah. We all get to the same place at the end. The, the game's fucking over. Exactly. All. The game's over. Checkmate. So, That's where it all fucking ends, man. That's however you want to. <laughs> however you want to experience from oh, yeah. vagina to dirt. Yeah. Definitely. Do it. <laughs> It, I mean, I've been saying to myself a lot recently, there's no rule book on this shit. You know, no. I've, just, I've been saying that to myself constantly, you know, like right. whenever I feel overwhelmed, I'll just be like, what am I going to do? I'm going to do this. There's no fucking rule book on this. There's no correcting. There's like, there's nothing. There's Dude, no- I think about that sometimes. It's like, you know, the, like, you know, the Bible was written, they say like 3000 years sure. ago or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, Christians believe the earth was around humans were around for like four to 6,000 years. Yeah, so yeah. like what happened in that time that made God finally go like, you know what, dude, I should write a book. I should write a book. <laughs> These people can't figure it out. <laughs> they need guidance, man. This yeah. shit is fucked. Was like, was the self help craze like really blowing up back then? And he's like, I gotta get a this guy. Just killed this. his own brother and hit him in a wheat field. This is crazy. This. Didn't I flood you, motherfuckers? Already, what the fuck is going on? 
Yeah, dude, there's no rule book, man. I think my favorite thing that comedians usually come up with, I, th- I want to say was George Carlin, right? He was, oh, fuck. I completely lost this train of thought. God damn it. But when did God become such a, like a, no offense to anyone, but like, when did he become such a pussy, you know? Like, when when did he stop doing the, 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 the pestilence across the land? When did he stop, you know, flooding the entire planet and smiting people? This cat smoked yeah. people, bro. He smoked them. <laughs> When did that end? Did he just did he get lazy? That's true. Was he just like I can't do it? There's too many of you. Well, now he just he still does it. He just moved all those people to Sudan. (laughs) (laughs) Air drones are the new uh, hammer of God now. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) with America's justice behind him. (laughs) He's still doing it. We just uh, we are uh, we're capable of putting our blinders on too. He just put AIDS on the planet and fucked off. Yep. He was like, well, this is the last thing I need to do. Let's just see how far it goes. Damn. That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, just just imagine. What, what do they say? They say that, uh, what is it? I think a day in our lives is, no, 10 years in our life is a year in God's eyes or something like that. There's a huge like time difference. Whoever said time that's moves, stupid. Time moves super quick for God, you know, super fucking quick. So in 3,000 years, right, has only been, I suppose, like a third of the time that it actually was. But what does it matter? Why are we talking about this? How does it, what does that even mean? You know, like, what the fuck is that even going? Well, it goes back to anything that causes you to ignore, Yeah. like, pull you out of what you have to do right now. Like re like this moment, it's it's uncomfortable to be in this moment. The reason I think the reason that they were talking about that was to exemplify the fact that everything's moving very fast, right? And so God apparently just can't get to everything all the time. You know, he can't answer everybody's prayers. So is he omniscient? What what the fuck is going on here, man? <laughs> no, who knows? Dude. Can't talk about religion anymore. This shit's fucked. I don't well, religion and God are two different things. True. Can't talk about any God. of that stuff. Yeah. Can't talk about gods. It's fun, man. Yeah. We're all God. Who knows? Who knows, man? We're all gods in our own ways. <laughs> right? There we go. That's probably better. We're all Dude, God. how do I even know that once I leave here, you remain existing? Like, how do I know that you don't only exist I think in my presence? I think the finality of it all, really, is what makes it so uh, terrifying and also desirable at the same time. Because it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. it Genuinely, nothing matters anymore. And you won't even be at the point to where you can think about that because you just won't be there anymore. It's strange thinking that it just stops. Everything ends, you know? But it does it. But doesn't it? I don't think it does. No? No. No? No. I think the observable aspect of it, like I I have beliefs as well as to what happens after I die, just perception is gone. That's really my only is. belief is that something happens. Yeah. No idea what. Wow. No, my only belief is that something. Happens. I mean, I know, I know that I will return to the earth and your physical form. Yeah. My physical form will return to the earth. But after that aspect, I would not have a way to perceive anything because everything that makes perception possible, you know, the brain, eyes, ears, that type of shit would be gone so i wouldn't really be able to if there is anything after this then i wouldn't be able to experience it anyways well that's 
what makes perception possible in this life form. Right. You, you know, I mean, they say, I, yeah, I see where you're going. Yeah, they definitely. say that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Okay, I'll go right. with that. That seems real. I was probably somewhere else. You know, whoever's driving this meat vehicle, whatever that is, was probably somewhere else before I was meat born. Meat vehicle. <laughs> and it's going to go somewhere else when I die. Who knows where? I don't know. I've done a lot of drugs, dude. Yeah. And it's like, it definitely feels like, I don't know. I take, well, I could be, like I said, I don't believe in right or wrong. Yeah. It's just whatever. Your reality is your reality. What you believe is what, you know, makes up your life. Uh, I choose to believe that something happens and that I am preparing my higher self, my nobler um, entity inside my meat vehicle for something else. I have no idea okay, what. Yeah. And it doesn't make me feel alone. Right. It just makes me feel nice is all. Yeah. It makes me feel nice to know that, you know, there's a reason that I should, um, you know, follow my, my white chess players. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, you know, that's all. Definitely. Who knows? I don't know, dude. I mean, it just doesn't make me feel good to go to, to believe that once my I die, my body goes into the ground and the lights are off. I guess the way that I guess the way that I think about it is, I I, I enjoy thinking that in my lifetime I'll be able to in, inspire other people and to be able to help other people, kind of like a philanthropist type. Of sure, deal. like that's what I want to aspire to. So all the things that happen after I die are as a result of the actions that I took while I was living. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's like a legacy, so to speak, that's left behind. Those are the waves of of my existence right. on this planet. And I I suppose I feel that after after I die, if I believe that there was something that happened, it would provide too much comfort to where I wouldn't use this life uh, to to its fullest. You know, I wouldn't try to experience all the things and try to help as many people as I could. Uh, that's, I mean, that's just how I rationalize the fact that I'm going to die at some point, you know. Sure. And however how I, you need to do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And how it, how it makes, uh, how it makes it more worth living, you know. If there was a heaven, what the fuck am I alive for? Right. If all your sins are forgiven, what the fuck am I alive for? I don't, for, I don't believe know? in heaven or hell. Well, I, that's. I mean, I do, like, but I just, believe there are places you live while you're still alive. Yeah. It's not somewhere you go when you die. Like your, your actions and thoughts put you in heaven or hell. Right. Like as you live every day, as you perceive right. it and stuff, definitely. Like life and can be fucking hell, or it can yeah, be the dude. most blissful thing. You've ever if you could spread heaven to other people, then that 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 that's great. That's something that you should aspire to. You know, some people like doing the opposite of that. They like spreading, you know, fear and pain and stuff like that. But right. you need those people as well. Some people don't recognize that. You have to have those people in yeah. on the planet because without that, then they're wouldn't be anything it's yeah, not bad, something how does good know it's good exactly the thing definitely and there would just be different levels of good and then bad's going to come from that as well it's it's a self-spawning fucking thing it's nature it's exactly the point it's it nature. is nature and i think we're going to go ahead and end it on that note definitely that's a perfect <laughs> two smartest motherfuckers smartest alive <laughs> yeah, on the fucking planet Thank you guys for listening to the Advamero podcast. Once again, this is Joseph Pinedo sat here with Eric Whitman of the Departure Pro- uh, Project. Um, plug yourself. Oh, yeah. Departure Project podcast. It's only the uh, second best podcast on the universe behind this one. I'm not even the first one. <laughs> no, behind this one. So check it out. It's pretty cool. That's it.
Definitely, guys. Uh, where, where where can we go and get that? Oh, you can find it on not Spotify. You, oh yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Excuse me, I get nervous talking about myself. Uh, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcast. Sure, I'll edit it together uh, so it sounds really any nice. any place you get a podcast. Stitcher, Castbox, oh, yeah. any podcast uh, platform. Yep, you can find same, it on. Same for us as well. I'll be on iTunes, Spotify, you know, Google Music, all that great shit. Y'all have a lovely, lovely rest of the day, and we'll probably see you next month or uh, next week or whatever. Take it easy. Triple D titty brains. Yeah, baby. Smartest motherfuckers alive. Yeah!